Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, January 4th. At the end of the day, all this that we go through will make us stronger in the long run. Well, we'll see if Kevin McCarthy emerges stronger from this long, long chaotic process. Who will blink first in this staring contest between the 20 or so rebels, as they're called, and McCarthy and his allies? For those keeping score at home, your scoreboard should read zero and five, oh and five. That's Kevin McCarthy's record in his attempt to become House Speaker in the 118th Congress. Perhaps it'll be oh and six by the end of the day. So you recall there were three votes yesterday. He lost all of them. And guess what? As the time I'm recording this podcast at 310 in the afternoon, he's lost two more. A fourth vote and a fifth vote were taken today. And he's not moving anyone. I mean, Kevin McCarthy's opposition has remained locked. And that shows that there's been no convincing or wooing of somebody currently opposed to him to come on over and support him. And so he has no momentum to show. That's why it is such a stalemate. Today's theatrics on the House floor had some different players than yesterday. The vehicle, the person that the opponents sort of poured their hopes into today was different than yesterday. Today, it was Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Now, you remember, he was initially a McCarthy supporter when this started yesterday, and then he changed his vote, supported Jim Jordan yesterday. Well, today he joined with his 19 other McCarthy opponents and voted for himself for speaker. So it's not like Byron Donalds beat McCarthy. Again, he just prevented McCarthy from becoming speaker. I want you to hear a little bit from Chip Roy, the Republican congressman from Texas, as he was nominating Byron Donalds today on the House floor the fourth ballot for the speaker, to sort of frame his argument for why this stalemate is ongoing. I just ask my friends on this side of the aisle, do you think that the American people support the status quo? Yes or no? And the argument that I would make is that they want a new face, new vision, new leadership. For the fifth ballot, Lauren Boebert of Colorado was the McCarthy opponent who took to the floor to nominate Byron Donalds. So let me be clear. Our job is not to coronate the biggest fundraiser or rubber stamp the status quo or keep on going along to get along. It's to use our votes to elect a speaker who will enable us to get our country back on track. As for McCarthy, he has put together a team of emissaries to try and talk to folks in this group of 20 opponents and see if there's any deal that can be brokered here, or is it just simply they want Kevin McCarthy's head on a platter, that there's nothing that can be done to bring their votes to McCarthy's side. So some of McCarthy's closest allies have that mission before them, and presuming if there is a sixth vote today and it falls the way the previous five have fallen, you might imagine that some of those conversations will intensify tonight. My colleague Manu Raju was just reporting before I got into the booth to record the podcast that indeed there will be meetings 
this evening between some of McCarthy's emissaries and some of those folks in the group opposed to McCarthy. I want you to hear, though, how McCarthy and his allies decided to sort of put forth their argument on the floor today. Congressman Warren Davidson, Republican of Ohio, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, who, of course, noted that a majority of the Freedom Caucus members support McCarthy. He went to the floor and had the assignment to make the case to conservatives why they should rally around Kevin McCarthy. He led the conference to adopt substantive reforms that will make our majority more effective. Let me list some of them. Andrew Clyde's proposal to restore public access to the Capitol. Lauren Boebert's proposal to reduce the linkage between the NRCC and the steering committee process. A firm 72-hour publication of bills before calling for a recorded vote. An end to proxy voting. An end to remote participation in committee work by members of Congress. But perhaps the biggest warning sign for Kevin McCarthy, well, I guess the biggest warning sign is losing five in a row and maybe more. But beyond that, a clear warning sign emerged on CNN this afternoon when Ken Buck, the Republican congressman from Colorado, was on with my colleague Jake Tapper. And he made it clear that though he has been supporting Kevin McCarthy in each of these rounds, his support is not forever. He wants to see this logjam broken today. Well, I've had a number of conversations with Kevin and and just basically told him that at some point this needs to break loose. Uh, He either needs to uh, make a deal that bring the uh, 19 or 20 over or uh, he needs to step aside and give somebody else a chance to do that. I don't know what that time frame is, but it makes sense that at some point today we, we are able to move forward in a way that we elect a speaker. As I mentioned, Donald Trump started vocalizing his support for McCarthy again. He did so in a statement that he issued. He did an interview with Fox News Digital. This was after he gave sort of a tepid response to an NBC reporter last evening, like, well, we'll see what happens. Now, he had already endorsed McCarthy. So today he sort of re-upped his McCarthy endorsement and he spoke to McCarthy last night and McCarthy put out there after their conversation that the former president was still on his side. That is not necessarily moving any of these people, certainly not in any of their votes today. And listen to Congresswoman Boebert on this very issue of the former president adding his voice to the mix for McCarthy. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off, I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. With that, I yield. Thank you. All this continued mess on the House floor that the Republicans are putting on display, it was quite a split screen image with President Biden today in Kentucky touting his bipartisan infrastructure deal with the Republican leader Mitch McConnell and the Republican governor of Ohio, as well as the Democratic governor of Kentucky, a bipartisan moment between federal and state leaders touting real dollars being spent on improving infrastructure in this country. Trust me, this White House keenly understood that that would be a split screen image. But more interestingly, so did Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate. We all know these are really partisan times, but I always feel no matter who gets elected, once it's all over, we ought to look for things we can agree on and try to do those even while we have big differences on other things. We can work together. We can get things done. We can move the nation forward, but just drop a little bit of our egos and focus on what is needed in the country. 
Stay tuned to CNN and CNN.com all night long as this is a moving target of how Republicans are going to try and resolve this issue. It is still very much an open question as to who the next Speaker of the House will be. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.